11 of the Toronto Fringe Festival, and uh, I am uh, returning uh, from, from last week. We have uh, David Kingsmill Hello. and Nisha Coleman, and uh, uh, also joining uh, uh, is uh, Jillian English, and Ooh. there might be some other people uh, <laughs> joining uh, shortly. It is, of course, early on the second last day of the Toronto Fringe Festival, so I'm not surprised if, if people overslept. Um, so, how, I mean, this is, we when we last spoke, it was like day three or something ridiculous like that, and now it's like the day, the last, second last day of the Fringe. How, how have things been going? Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been, it's been really good fun. Uh, it's, I can't remember if I said this last week, but it's my first time actually being in a show in the Friendship. Uh, I was company manager for Adventures of a Red Coffee Shop Girl last year, but I haven't actually performed in one. Yes. It's a different atmosphere. It's I've missed it. I haven't been on stage for a little while. Yeah. Um, and I've just been having a whale of a time. Um, we've been uh, really fortunate, both thanks to, I think, a lot of hard work by the production team and fortune of having a sellable product. We've had a lot of really good audiences, really yeah. good sizes. Um, yeah, just having a blast. That's good. That's good. Nisha? Well, oh, our new addition is arriving. And, and um, now joining us, uh, <laughs> come on in. Yeah, it's been um, it's been good. I've been learning a lot, let's say, about uh, variations in audience, and maybe like I feel like I I alter my delivery every day because the audiences are small. Yeah, and it, there seems to be a, a consensus this unsaid consensus of how they want it to be mm -hmm. so sometimes it's more subtle sometimes it's more obvious sometimes mm. it, it takes like the first 15 minutes and then I, I just find myself morphing into like what that performance will be that day mm. that's new to me is that is that something that you're just sort of sensing from the yeah. audience yeah. yeah and just based on like laughter or lack of laughter mm. like I have an opening 10 or not even like seven minutes and there's opportunities for laughter there it's, and I can kind of base the whole performance on those first seven minutes mm. yesterday not a sound not yeah. a peep and I was like okay okay I can do this I can do this <laughs> and then sometimes like the second line I, I can hear like a, a muffled laughter and I think yeah. okay it's going to be that kind of a performance and and each one is fine in its own way some are, are just harder and more of a challenge and but it's all just like this big learning experience yeah. so I'm happy to, to have it Jillian your your show you're in one of those uh, unique positions where um, you were like super last minute addition yes. to the fringe um, and I know that's a challenge because not only are you not really you're not in the program mm -hmm. but when you come in like how, how soon before the fringe did you find out that you were coming into the fringe eight days eight days <laughs> so okay and that's because and that's not it's hard to get like any kind of pre-fringe attention. Yeah. Soon before the fringe. And I was I was ended up being very lucky in terms of pre-press. Derek Tua put me on his list. I think by virtue of feeling sorry for me. <laughs> um, Mooney on Theater, who, who've always loved my work, they put me on their top picks, and then I somehow managed to get into the National Post. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know that it's made any difference to be. Honest, maybe it has. My pre-sales have been really good, but if I have great pre-sales, I know I'm not going to really have a lot of walk-ups. In fact, I know I'm not going to have a lot of walk-ups the whole festival because right. I'm not in the program. So no one's just going to be looking through and be like, oh, what is this? 
and I'm eight eight weeks back, yeah. months and months back in terms of my community being aware that I'm performing in this festival. Um, so it's uh, that said, the show's always ready to go. Yeah. I could do it right now. That's yeah. that's a non-starter. But uh, it was just the hustle of Montreal just straight into the hustle of this, and. Yeah. Uh, it's a harder hustle here for and sure. They're, they're very different. They're very different for any Very you different know. festivals. Very, very, very different. We were talking about the variation in festivals uh, like last week and just how different each one can be. And uh, not being in the program, I mean, the app is, is not yet at a point where I think anybody is willing to ditch the paper program. I didn't realize there was an app. Yeah, there's a, so. there's a Toronto Fringe app. Oh. I think that a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. And yeah. I think they do a great job of promoting the fact that there's an app. You're in the app. I checked that. Woo. So, but I think that it's not at a point where people have are willing to ditch the app. Well, yeah. I also feel like because it was so last minute, some some stuff kind of got skipped. Like I made sure that I ticked the boxes that my show is 18A, that it has yeah. mature content, sexual content, super coarse language, <laughs> and somehow those warnings didn't appear at first. And so I had a 10 year old uh -oh. in the audience the other day, and I came up from behind the curtain and was like, "Child, nope, nope." Got gotta to go. go. You gotta go. <laughs> and the dad was like, "Oh, it's fine. You know, he's seen. No matter what you say, he's heard worse." And I was like, "I guarantee you, no. <laughs> I guarantee you, that's inaccurate." And he was like, "No, it's it's fine." And I started. I got three words into my show, and the mother was like, "Out, get him out, <laughs> out." <laughs> so it's. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been it's been very interesting for me because this is my sixth year trying to get into this festival. This was the closest I've ever come at tenth on the wait list, and I got in eight days before the festival. I've been on the jury twice, I've stage managed twice, and I've just been like the most active fringe goer ever, two years. Uh, so being on the other side of it now is illuminating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Laura, your, your, your show performed its last performance. Yeah, right? we closed on Thursday. And, and how, is, how has Fringe been for you? Uh, very rushed. Um, there, we, did, we weren't able to rely on word of mouth because by the time the word of mouth came around, we had closed. The amount of people who have tried to see the show yesterday and today, oh. and it's, sorry, we're done. Yeah. We were one of those rarities that, because of an actor prior commitment, we had to close really early. Oh. We still had our seven shows. It was from the beginning. <coughs> we're in the program that we close early. Right. But um, it meant we had three reviewers come to our final show. Oh, oh no. Because they thought they were booking midweek of the second week sounds great mm, and yeah. at the end of the day reviews are fantastic for f further work yeah but for ticket sales not so much not, not at that point so uh we tried to push very hard those first couple of days but we were competing with some of those other bigger names mm, um yeah. Based on your conversation with her, it blew me away. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, we, uh, 
gorgeous, absolutely stunning piece of solo work that is, yeah. Nice. Absolutely, we jumped at that one and it was well worth it. I'm glad you guys could make it, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think my best play that I've seen. Awesome. Uh, hands down. Um, and that might, in tandem with that, I would say then my best musical I saw Life After. Mm. Uh, and that was phenomenal. They're both both such um, uh, they're think pieces. Not hard. It's not it's not going to break your brain to go into either of them. But both of them leave you with this wonderful sense that you've really seen something that you need to consider. Uh, the stories in in each of them are incredible, and I think the the music in Life After is also absolutely wonderful. Bridges um, done a great job with that, and yeah, both of them completely blew me away. Mm. Also, um, Fire in the Meth Lab, John Bennett's Fire in the Meth Lab, um, said St. Vlad's. It's my favorite show he's ever done. John's a, a dear friend of mine. I will preface this by saying that. But the first show I ever saw him do was Fire in the Meth Lab. I hadn't met him ever. And I saw him do that in Montreal Fringe like four years ago. And I was just like, who is this man? <laughs> and where, like, where, where did this come from? And for better or for worse, I've become intensely stylistically influenced mm. by the John Bennett school of storytelling. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, he's, a, he's a powerhouse. Yeah, and it's... You just see this, like, really chill, like, oh, hi, yeah, mate. Yeah, no, I got to do a shop. <laughs> and then he just... <laughs> and it's amazing, and it's such a, a beautiful story that's so difficult, and he just tackles it so lovely. Well, lovely well? I don't know. He's, we'll take I would, it lovely well. Yeah, lovely go see well. Fire in the Meth Lab. Don't... Yeah. He's a powerhouse and a legend for a reason. It's funny because, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a powerful piece. And my first, the first time I heard John Bennett, he was doing Pretending Things Are a Cock. So it's a very different... <laughs> well, even Pretending Things is, Are a Cock is still a very poignant piece. Like, he still... He still shits himself in the woods, but he has so much <laughs> self-realization and, like... <laughs> finds himself and it's just, he's, he just tells his life is just such a ridiculous story yeah. that even the more poignant, poignant moments still come with poop and dicks so <laughs> and he has such sensitivity that's yeah. what amazes me like he has a lot of power but then you, you sense this like really intense sensitivity underneath mm. real empathetic yeah, yeah. yeah go see John Bennett do yourselves a favor go see go see the little Aussie leprechaun <laughs> <laughs> did you see anything that yeah, I've been hanging out a lot in the solos room, mm. just seeing what the other folks are up to. So, well, Jillian's in there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I loved her show when I caught it in, in Montreal. And I love to see the parallels between all the solo shows, because the themes can vary drastically. And yet, I always find like these really poignant parallels. Mm. Well, our piece both involved farting, yep. so there's that. Yep. Um, <laughs> Sarah Hagen concert pianist and she she's doing a show called Perk Up Pianist and it's about life as a concert pianist like she going from Carnegie Hall to the Tarragon solo room <laughs> that <laughs> progression and just like what an interesting mix of stories and also she performs many times on the piano and she's just a fantastic pianist so it's really interesting to see to her her show and also Z Queer, queer as Fuck you saw that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. And
forgot all about my show. I was so captivated <laughs> by the stories and they're so entertaining and yet there is that underlying kind of message there that you 
you leave with. Yeah, well, my, my other shows are very, especially Get Around Me, which is about sexual assault in Australian football. Um, it's real, the feminism is overt. Um, well, I was mad with that one, so I was yeah. like, no, sit there and look me in the eye and I'm going to tell you about something horrible that's happened and you're going to confront it. Yeah. Uh, it was a protest piece. But, and, and now I'm just like, I've, I've learned that if I want to be internationally marketable, it has to be a straight comedy. But I'm still me, so the comedy is still about slut-shaming and self-worth yeah. um, and feminism and, and whatnot. But it's also about, like, a lot of farts and, <laughs> like... I love the farts. Like, sex farts and a lot, of, a lot of period stuff and a lot of, like, weird dicks and just... I you learned know. a lot too. Yeah, it's, it's really it's very it's very informative. Yeah. Um, like anatomy wise. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> sexual health wise. Uh, it's an instructional show, really. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're a dude who's like, how do I do it better? Come on down and see a better yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's you. Your, you know, we're gonna tweet that. That's, yeah, yeah. that's, the, that's the tweet right there. Um, in terms of uh, like, cause that show coming out of some men's right men's rights activist being a dick um, there are other ways that you can deal with that but I think that's the more um, the more proactive and probably I guess healthier way to do it than like just raging at the dude I or, rage all the time yeah. I'm like the Hulk I'm always angry my next show I'm already third of the way writing it it's called Giant and Angry um, I just it in me anymore to ignore it. Mm -hmm. So when, when a reviewer feels that it's okay to write a review, not of my show, but of me, yes. which includes yeah. like, Jillian English is a bitter shrew, she should have stayed with him, like she should have like sacrificed her own like personal goals to make this other like person who is you know, not a good person, like that like, I don't have time for that shit anymore. Yeah. I don't have time for catcalling, I don't have time for people telling me I can't do something because I'm a woman. Right. I'm done. So if you're afraid of me, be afraid of but I will not go away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not shutting up, and I'll probably party too. <laughs> um, so it's, and especially when I did get around me, I did that because someone tried to rape me when I played football for Team Canada, yeah. and AFL Canada did nothing. Nothing. And so, as an individual who happens to be me, what's my best recourse? Yeah. Where am I going to get the loudest message? What is, well, I have a giant soapbox called the theater. Yeah. Fine. You handle it, I handle it. My way comes with an off-Broadway opening and a press release. Yeah. And I will do it. I'm yeah. all about follow-through, which yeah. I did. And, yeah. I, and I, I toured that show all over the world, and I got myself a human rights investigation into AFL. Mm. So, Okay, I'm not. I'm not quite sure how to how to how to transition. Sorry, right I right have that habit. Awesome. No. Absolutely, it's great. Farts, there we go. Farts, <laughs> Farts you guys. Um, so now it's just, we have, just have today and we have Sunday left in the fringe. Um, your show is sadly done, Laura, and how many more shows does uh, Roman Dragon uh, We've got two more actual fringe shows, and then we were fortunate enough to get Pick of and uh, Patriots Pick at Best Off, so right. we actually have another six. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. great. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we're absolutely delighted with it. It's, I think what I like so much is I feel like after seven shows, if we stopped, I'd be feeling, oh, it's not out of me yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually really yeah. glad that we've got four more to actually run yeah. with, and they're a bit distant apart. The last yeah. Best Off show for us is the 26th, mm -hmm. um, so we've actually got away before yeah. it, it finally 
uh, is done. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just glad we get to do a few more, yeah. and I'm glad that the audiences have enjoyed it as much as they have done, yeah. and, and you know, the, we've had some lovely press as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just feeling very yeah. fortunate to be part yeah. of it right now. Of course, you're, you are just merely delaying the post-show depression. It will come. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely true. Uh, although I did, I, I, I did a show in Edinburgh uh, in 2014 that got picked up for an extra week uh, in a ship. poop ever again in your life <laughs> but you'll be so happy yeah. <laughs> Nisha your how many shows do you have left? I have two more you have two more? yep that's great one today at 2.45 and one tomorrow at 4 that's great yeah um, and uh, it's been I mean I asked you how it's been going yeah so um Aside from those two shows, what are you going to do for the... Are you going to see any other shows? Or you... Yeah, yeah. I'm, now's, like, really binge time. Like, I am exhausted, <laughs> but I feel like I have more brain power yeah. to to concentrate on, on other pieces. So I'm going to see Wasteland, like, right after this. Mm, yeah. And then I'm going to come show. and see your show, David. Amazing. And, um, yeah, and uh, Helder... Helder Brown. Yeah. Born with the Tail. Yeah, Born with the Tail. I'm going to go check out his show tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to pack it all in, not worry about how I'm feeling, really. <laughs> I've, like, preserved myself this far, I yeah. think. Uh, I always find it difficult at the beginning <laughs> of a fringe to um, be able to really successfully see another show. Yeah, I couldn't I'm do too, it. I'm too consumed with remembering my show or yeah. promoting my show or stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. It's, then you have to all fit it in at the end. Yeah. Jillian, you have one left? I have one left tomorrow at 2.15. Tomorrow at 2.15, that's great. Yeah. I'm not, I don't really have a plan. I tend to fringe real hard for the first week. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's just, that's just my habit of being so excited about theater Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I was on the jury the last two years as well. So mm -hmm. it would just be like, see all the shows. Yeah. Um, so now I'm tired. Yeah. And my liver's angry. <laughs> Uh, sorry, uh, but uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I have. I have to do a thing. I'm hosting a naughty life drawing party. <laughs> oh my! Tonight, you know, because of course life, you are. life of an artist, you gotta uh, take the money where they give it to you. But if if I get out of that on time, <laughs> I'll see. I I love going to a festival, and even though I've been here and we're I'm doing this festival, I don't know all of the shows. Yeah. So it's it's always kind of fun for me. It's my favorite thing to do in every city, to just look at the program and be like what's on where closest to me right now yeah. and then just go see something I know absolutely nothing about yeah. and that's how I've seen some of my favorite work that's how I've made <laughs> yeah. some of my best friends like I saw a show in New York and I loved it so much I chased the people down the street yelling lines from the show until they <laughs> stopped and agreed to be my friend <laughs> <laughs> 
which is kind of them. That's very uh, yeah. yeah. So I'll I'll see what I can see. There's so there's I went through the program and there were like 40 shows I wanted to see. Yeah. And I knew that that yeah. simply wasn't possible. I think I've seen six. Yeah. So I'm just gonna see what I can do and but you'll probably find me here in the tent drinking. <laughs> well, I mean, your liver must be angry because, I mean, I know how the Montreal French Festival is. Oh, my you know, God. And you came straight from there to here. So. Yes, and I'm yeah. Nova Scotian. Oh, oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah, and I'm going home to Nova Scotia, so that there will be no rest for the weary. I was going to say, it's definitely something to the see something you know nothing about as well. Yeah. Uh, I went into... Uh, the first show I saw? I think it was the first show I saw. I saw Behold the Barfly. And I went to see it because I knew a couple of people in it, and uh, it was right early on, and so we got word of mouth, and, and we went along to go and see the show, and I had absolutely no idea what I was walking into. And it's a fantastic sketch show. Mm. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I think it's just, it's so nice to have that ability, and you can do it so easily at Fringe, of just saying, I don't know what this is, I'm going to go and see it. Yeah. And you get yeah. wonderful stuff out of it. Hmm. Occasionally it goes wrong. Occasionally, I, I think a couple of times, uh, not not here, a couple of times in Edinburgh, I've seen something knowing nothing about it, and I've been a little bit disappointed. But here, I've been some time each time. It's always good. I mean, even if you take a risk, it's not like you're breaking the bank because you know, yeah. you're seeing a show for like ten bucks, and uh, if it's not awesome, then When you're like, okay, it's almost an hour. It's oh, they've got a 90 minute slot. Yes. How, <laughs> how that's did I know? My not... least favorite oh, moment is when, is when I'm when I don't know it's a 90 minute show and you go over the hour and you're like, oh, it's just yeah, yeah, just oh my god, they're all oh, they're singing again. Okay, okay. Especially <laughs> if you have a show you really want to see yeah. that's happening right after, yes. yeah. and you're yeah. thinking, crap, I don't like this. Yeah. Can I get it? Like, no, I'm like, you're dicks, you're dicks. 
this is important. So, you know, somebody tells me about their show, and I know within 30 seconds I'm going to see it, but if their pitch is good, I'm going. Yeah. You know? That's my, like, I've, I used to love flyering. Mm -hmm. Flyering was my favorite thing to do, and then the Adelaide Fringe broke me, uh, because, you try to flyer people, and they're like, oh, I'm not going to see a fucking show. And just <laughs> like, okay, okay. And then wow. um, in Montreal, it, it goes pretty well flyering in Montreal, but John and I were both trying to flyer here, and you know, he's just called flyer in the meth lab, and we went, no. He's like, it's, o- it's okay, I'm just going to leave it on the table. No, no, there will be no meth. And with mine, they're like, hmm. farts? No. Ugh. And it's, it, huh, really? I feel like there's, there are a few things more demoralizing oh. than someone taking your flyer, looking at it, looking at you, and going, no, and giving it back. Uh, yeah. I went to the art crawl in Hamilton last night because I have a show in the Hamilton Fringe, and so I'm flyering people, and people took my flyer, looked at it, went no. And that is a it's a really horrible experience. Yeah. yeah. Calgary was the one that, that pissed me off because Calgary Fringe was you would go with people in line and you wouldn't even get it. You say, "Could I tell you about my show?" And they say, "No." Yeah. And you'd be like, "I no," like right away, no. That's okay. what yeah. Adelaide because. People, so a lot of people in Adelaide don't necessarily realize that the Fringe is a festival and not just a, a giant beer tent. Yes. yes. Um, and they had they purposely have all their festivals at the same time to just make life miserable. Mm-hmm. And so there's this Indy 500 style like street racing thing that's happening. So there are these people who really don't give a shit about theater, and they're in your venue, and you're like. I walked up to it like a group of real gregarious, like middle-aged ladies once. I was like, "All oh, these ladies look like my mom. They're gonna love <laughs> my show." And I was like, "Hey!" And they just stopped and looked at me. Go away! Oh. It, was, it was it was like a girl gang that was like, "We're yes. gonna mess you up." Wow! <laughs> wow! That's so hot. I, I did find that a little bit in Edmonton. Yeah, Edmonton is, is this huge fringe where um, a lot of people in Edmonton don't even really realize that there's a theater component. <laughs> Because they go for the beer tent and they go for the buskers and they go for the food trucks. Yeah. And they don't know about the theater part. And you will start telling people about your show and they're like, "You're what?" And that was the second biggest in the world it until is. recently. Like Adelaide's just overtaken. Adelaide's second biggest and Perth is third. Oh really? Perth, oh. Du- Perth doubled in a year. It went from 300, 350 shows to seven hundred shows. Oh my God. Oof! Yeah. It was a challenge in Perth. I'll bet. <laughs> I'll bet. I had a shit time trying to get noticed in. Uh, well, I mean, we were okay in, in Edmonton, but I just felt so swallowed by it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's weird to to face people who don't know that it's happening. But then, I mean, if you go, if you try to, like, you can't, it's not a situation where you can flyer um, at Toronto Fringe, even from this in Montreal, and that, that those are cities where you can't really flyer outside of the Fringe area, yeah. mm-hmm. because people don't know. They have no idea. They have no idea. But if you go to Winnipeg or Edmonton, you say Fringe, people say yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows about it. It's very, they're very different. Well, and I, I do the Halifax Fringe, because I'm from Nova Scotia, and it's always really interesting, because there's... There are more and more touring artists showing up there, but a lot of them are locals, mm. and they have built-in audiences. Yes. So the first year, I, we were doing Love in the Time of Time Machines there, and I was fly, I was exit-flyering a show, and someone was like, what are you doing? I was like, um, flyering? <laughs> and they were like, why? Like, oh, <laughs> how yeah. am I going to yeah. do this? But now that I, I've gone back a bunch of times and people are like, oh, yeah, that's Jillian. She's from Pictou County. She went to Dallas. Yeah. It doesn't matter because now now I'm essentially like a local who's not a local. Yeah. And it and it goes a lot. It goes really well. I've never um, done any of uh, 
don't have a lot of experience with the uh, the Maritime Fringes. Mm -hmm. um, I have people who have invited me, they like, want me to go out there, but they're yeah. friends, so I don't actually know if I can sell anything out there because it's a small group of friends, but yeah, I don't know much about those festivals. It's I haven't done uh, St. John or Charlottetown yet. I haven't done the Island Fringe, although... Uh, Sarah Sigalazar is running it, so I'm sure it's a super great festival. Mm. Halifax is in redevelopment. It almost collapsed, and they're bringing yes. it back to yeah. life, and they're doing a really great job. It's not necessarily as organized as some of these like festivals you're going to find on the rest of the CAP circuit because you know they have built-in staff and they have more funding. Yeah. Uh, but you're going to have a great time in Halifax, yeah. and, it, and it just it depends. Like I do well because. I'm from there and I yeah. come back and they enjoy that but uh, and Sexy Rex always does really well there too because yeah. um, they're Sexy Rex so it all it just it's luck of the draw really and I mean I think we can all agree festival to festival you can kill it at one festival and then two days later you go to another city and the wind just pops out of your yeah. sails yeah. and you're like alright we're going to start over yeah. again well you do have to assume that you're starting over and I think yeah. it's a mistake mm -hmm. to think that oh I'll go to Montreal and then when I get to Toronto everyone will have heard of me yeah and that's not how it you works you are usually starting from zero <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what's your favorite part of, of the fringe so far I mean two days left what's been the fa your favorite thing doesn't have to be a show can be a fringe tent moment can be pretty much anything <laughs> Interesting question. I think for me, it's just been the opportunity because I've I've I came into the theatre circuit in Canada oh, February last year, so February 2015. So I, I haven't been in it for that long, uh, and I've made a lot of friends in a very short time. I think part of that, uh, you know, I'm Rebecca Ferry's partner, and she knows everybody in Toronto. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so that has helped. But getting to see these people perform. I've seen so many people on stage recently who I've known for over a year, and I know, I've heard them sing at the Singular Sensation yeah. at Statler's, um, or I, I've seen them at sort of cameo in this, that, or the other, but I've never actually got to see them fully act. Yeah. And it's been wonderful to get that chance. Yeah. I think that's been a big thing for me, just as a noob to the French, as someone who's yeah. come in for the first time. Uh, I did see a few shows last year, but I was working two jobs at the time, so I think I managed. instant friendships mm -hmm. and yeah. and strong bonding and, and then seeing other people's shows and helping promote other people's shows yeah. and having them help promote my show it's mm -hmm. like it's it's a really good feeling to have to be part of a community like right away yeah it's like you're you're yeah. in it so it's interesting the instant brotherhood of the friend yeah the of it's the really friend. special it's really like um it's like an instant connection because we're yeah. all in it together and we're all yeah. basically having the same experience with slight yeah, differences yeah because all of us know what it's like to have a show that's going really well and all of us know what it's like to have a show that's not and, and, and so it's like it's just a, a really great instant friendship sort of thing yeah I mean riffing off that one of my friends said once really well it's like making friends inside out yes mm. because you know the person so well before you know anything about them yeah. it's this yeah. weird thing of acting yeah yeah it's true Jillian what's been your favorite thing so far ah uh, I would say kind of going off of what Nisha said for me just seeing 
the depth and variety of different styles of solo performance. Um, because I honestly started doing solo work because after touring an ensemble show that I was producing, I was like, I'm doing all the work, I'm paying for everything, you guys are driving me crazy. I mean, I love them, they are my friends, but I was like, I am not touring the country being somebody's mother again. Mm -hmm. And I saw other people, I saw, I'd seen John perform, I'd seen Chris Gibbs perform, and I was just like, screw it, I can do it solo. Mm. Uh, and it was really just out of the desire to keep doing fringe, but not have to do with other people And so for me, like, I'd, I didn't really know what I was doing, I just kind of jumped into it. And so now that I've been doing it for three, four years now, um, it's like to, to actually stop and, and take stock of what I've accomplished and then what other people are doing and how other people have approached theatrical creation by themselves. Um, I, I find that really, really interesting. And then I had I had a moment last night where um, this is set completely separate. Uh, my purse is always very heavy. I always have a lot of stuff, and I don't notice because it's just my stuff. And someone, I think Sexy Rex Orange expressed this. I think they all did it. They put a brick in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> An actual brick, like a huge brick. And I didn't notice until I had walked to Bloor and Christie's. <laughs> I was at Clinton's and I ran into a friend of mine on the street and I was like, when did this get so heavy? It feels like there's a brick in there. Oh, there's a brick in there. There's a brick. So I don't know That's which amazing. one of you did it. They're all denying it. But some, somebody, very funny put a goddamn brick in my bag last night. That's, I think that's my favorite. So it's a good trick. <laughs> that's legit. That's legit. I have my suspicions. I instantly thought it was Connor Bradbury. I was going to say that it's probably Connor. And I I made a little video and I was like, there's a brick in my bag. Screw <laughs> you, Connor. Yeah. And he was like, wasn't me. And Sean's like, it wasn't me. Kaylin, I don't know. If she, well, she's very strong, but she's like, Baker, it was a big brick. <laughs> it had the, you know what, their technicality
see all these people who obviously are talking about their shows and congratulating each other on their shows and things like that. It's a little bit uh, difficult, I guess. students I think mm. who haven't got there yet and yet I would say throw that off and go in and talk to people anyway because the people that you meet there will be inspiring will be helpful uh, it's a way to meet people who can especially if you then go on to do fringe yourself yeah. you know you can then say oh hey we met last time do you mind going for a coffee I'm coming into this and have no idea what I'm yeah. doing yeah. and they will give you the advice fringe people usually they might not share all their secrets but they'll certainly share the ones that will get you started uh, so yeah throw throw off the that oppressive feeling and just go and yeah. talk to people yeah, I generally find that people are, are really willing to share like any of their promotional like secrets we're all in it together I mean, most people are just will just probably tell you it's hard work yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. getting your face out there you gotta to hustle and yeah. have highly publishable photos yeah yeah that's that's something that I'm noticing because I'll like flip through uh, some of the promotional material that, that gets sent out and I'm like, you chose this picture? <laughs> Which is, you know, you hire, a, hire a professional photographer. The best uh, thing you can yeah. do is make friends with Dahlia Katz the moment you move to the city. That's and then very be like, true. Oh, okay, helpful. Dahlia yeah. Katz and Michaela Dice. Yes. Very <laughs> Saviors. <true>. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, we're pretty much at the end of our time. I want to thank you guys for, for joining me again thank you. this Thanks week. For Enjoy us. Your, your last couple of days of the Fringe. This will be up in uh, within the next hour. And so cool. uh, uh, everybody who's listening... Have a great last couple of days of the Fringe.